Radio Station. Is SportsCenter. The Lightning begins its quest for a third straight Stanley Cup by welcoming back top-line center Braden Point for Game 1 tonight against the Avalanche. Point returns after missing the last 10 games with a lower body injury. Tampa seeking to be the NHL's first three-peat in four decades. Islanders won four in a row from 1980 to 83. Game 1, 8 Eastern on ABC and ESPN+. Meanwhile, Celtics and Warriors getting ready for Game 6 of the NBA Finals tomorrow night. Boston down three games to two, needing a solid defensive performance if it's going to get the win it needs to force a Game 7. Believes former NBA All-Star Amari Stoudemire. If you're able to guard guys one-on-one and, and contain players for the most part, mm -hmm. you have a great chance to win. But it's, it's tough to guard the Warriors one-on-one defensively because they're so versatile. These guys can score from three levels of the basketball court inside mid-range in the three-point shot. Mari Stoudemire on Get Up. From ESPN's Adam Schefter, the Steelers and safety Minka Fitzpatrick agreed on a four-year extension worth over $18 million a year, making him the highest-paid safety in the NFL. It includes $36 million guaranteed at signing. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all of your car care needs. We're close, convenient, and known for our guaranteed everyday low prices and excellent customer service from professional parts people you can trust. Stop by your local O'Reilly Auto Parts today. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. In the heart of Beer City, USA, two men, one journey to create a sports show unlike any other. Unfiltered, raw, and honest. One of them played a soccer goalie opposite Ben Stiller. The other once scored six points on Steph Curry. These guys know their sh. Let's go! Tank Spencer, Jeremy Green, the Sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets. Low prices, love the savings. And Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. We welcome everybody into the program. Again, coming to you from the Ingalls studio, Ingalls Supermarkets. Low prices, love the savings, and uh, we're going to talk some football today. Yeah, we're. Uh, I, frankly, I don't care if the series goes to seven. I, I don't care. I just don't care. I, I'm done with the NBA Finals. It's. Uh, we'll talk about it when it's done. That's fine. But I have, I, I got nothing in me okay <laughs> i just don't we're gonna we're gonna talk x factors you know the, the we got the stanley cup playoffs uh, or the finals starting tonight you're not gonna get any inside dope on the uh oh, no, NHL I, I, for, have, uh, I have i have breaking news on the on the stanley cup you do it's gonna be cold I, i'm gonna bet it's cold in the arena tonight <laughs> very well all right well i i guess so i guess it will be cold with there with so much ice around they got to keep it cool in there but, you know, you got a Colorado Avalanche, Tampa Bay Lightning going for their third Stanley Cup in a row. That's about the best. Uh, I It'll can be give fun you. to watch. Hey, look out for Vasilevsky. He's, uh, he's a hell of a goalie. <laughs> Breaking analysis. Breaking analysis. Uh, we're going to talk some football, though. X Factors coming up in the uh, 2022 NFL season. Uh, Minka Fitzpatrick, by the way, that was the big news of the day getting 18.7 million dollars a year with his what, were you contract. dumbfounded by I that was. number was i i don't know i mean is he does he deserve to be the highest paid safety in the nfl no uh -uh. i don't think so either. i think we've officially gotten to the point where highest paid means most recently paid the most recently True. paid elite at a position because megan fitzpatrick is a very good safety mm-hmm 
he's the best. I mean, he's elite. You would say he's one of the elite safeties. He's very good. And that got us thinking because Minka Fitzpatrick is going to be a very important player for the Pittsburgh Steelers this year. That defense has to be on point. Najee Harris has to do what he did last year and then some. Because now you got a little instability at quarterback. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of people that say we we talk too much about quarterbacks. I would argue it's the most important position in, in any sport in, in, in the world, but, you know, whatever. And so we right. have come up with the X-Factor player that will determine the outcome for every team in the NFL. All right. No matter who yeah. you pull for, we will talk about your team at some point today. Yes, indeed, we will. And um, where, do you, where, where do we want to start? Do you want to start with your... 2022 Super Bowl champion Buffalo Bills. Oh, I would have said New York Jets, but no, you know it's, it's not. It's the, fine. You hey, know they're not. Hey, you're gonna start minicamp. Everybody looks great. The team's good. Uh huh. Think we're gonna be better than the Dolphins. I really want to see if I can get Sports Freak Brian Hall to come down the hall and yell at me. <laughs> He's gonna. If well, I keep... chided his team for a full segment earlier in the week, and he did not come yell at me. He said he held everything back. He, like, he was listening, but he held back all he could to not come down here immediately during the segment. Ah. But, you know, uh, you, you keep talking smack, he may just do it. Uh, let's start out in the AFC East. With those Buffalo Bills, obviously, this is a team that cannot get over the playoff hump. They get into the playoffs, and it's just it just hasn't happened yet. Now, you have... You have talked a lot about Sean McDermott. I love Sean McDermott, even though he looks like Obi Taylor all grown up. Yeah, I don't know. Remember he looks last more like Ron playoffs. Howard than Ron Howard does. Okay. Remember, though, during the playoffs last year, after they lost, and you kept saying, oh, I don't know if they can win with Sean McDermott. Yeah. So I don't know about that whole I love Sean McDermott thing. Well, you know, it's, it's been a minute. So. <laughs> you, you've had time for the wound to heal. Who is the X factor for 2022 and just, for the Buffalo Bills? Just to clarify this, we have no idea if we agree on these things. No. Monster Davius White. Okay. As long They're as he's set at basically every position. Mm-hmm. Receivers good. They have two top 20 receivers. Nothing. Man, you, uh, you are in a good mood today. I am in a good mood. The one position where if you look at the schedule, they play a ton of teams that have number one wide receivers. Davis White gets hurt again, they're in trouble. Mm-hmm. That will be the th- – because that got exploited. If you look at how they got beat in the playoffs, it was because they did not have a guy that could – I know where you're going, and this is how I'm going to stop it. I don't see a player on that roster that's more important. I'm sure somebody would think the running mm-hmm. game – I don't care. I think Devin Singletary and James Cook will be fine. Mm-hmm. Receiving core is fine. Part of my Georgia fandom wants to say it's James Cook. Because I think he takes over that number one running back role for the Buffalo Bills at some point in this season. He's not going to come in and start immediately. Devin Singletary had a good couple of weeks, you know, toward the end of the season last year. Finally came into his own, started paying off what they wanted him to be. I'm going to go with Vaughn Miller. That's who I thought you were going to say. The only thing is they've got so many pass rushers. He just needs to be the terrifying guy. There's another team in the AFC that added a pass rusher that he is their X factor. And when we get to them later in this hour, I think you'll understand why I didn't say Von Miller. Mm-hmm. There are too many paths that they could still be good rushing the passer, and Von Miller is 
he's never going to be average, but he doesn't have to be elite. Mm -hmm. He can be very good. He can be almost great, and they're fine. Tredavious White better but he better eat his wheaties drink his milk and be right. r ready every snap of this season right uh it's not gabriel davis just so you know well you know i, I do love that he lives rent free in your head enough that you had to mention him because uh, i didn't i have to every <laughs> every time we talk about the buffalo bills top you have to receiver. mention him top 20 right it's not, a big deal. top 20 wide receiver in the nfl stop that buffalo bills x factors so i'm going von miller you're going with Tredavious White. Not a bad pick. All right. Let's talk about the second best team. The New York Jets. In Bingo. the AFC All right. East. New York Jets. Let's go. Uh, no, I'm talking about the Miami Dolphins. Because I think they will be the second best team in this division. I think mine's going to be bizarre. Okay. It's Chase Edmonds. Really? Chase Edmonds is the only one that I see Bell Cow running back. Look, I like Raheem Mostert. I do. I have said for as long, it literally as long as I've had a microphone in front of me and anyone was listening, you should stop counting on Miles Gaskin. Mm -hmm. Raheem Mostert gets hurt every time the wind blows. So somebody is going to have to make this easier on Tua. Look, I get the, the added weapons, Tyreek Hill. He's going to be what he is. There, there's too many alternate opportunities there. You've got Tyreek Hill, Mike Gesicki, Jalen Waddell. They have a ton of weapons. The one thing, if they're as bad running the football as they were last year, Tua's is doomed. I don't think there's any chance that they can be as bad well, as they were running the football well, last year. There's always a chance. Yeah, I just there's don't. Always, I don't see it. You know, with Mike could. McDaniel running that offense, and now Chase Edmonds in the building, and my X factor for 2022 is Raheem Mostert. Because of the history that he has with Mike McDaniel. You know, I, I mean, he's had some bad luck with injuries, sure. But I'm still a believer. Some bad luck with injuries. Mm -hmm. That is an interesting way to talk about a guy that had two more carries last year than I did. Well, I mean, it's. It I'm happens. curious just to see it, how many years has Raheem Mostert played in this league? Five. This will be his eighth. Wow. Okay. How many carries does he have in his life? Oh, God. It's got to be seven, eight hundred, right? Sure. It's 284. <laughs> he has 284 carries in his career. Right. And he's caught a whole whopping 36 passes. He's, he's only... just north of 300 touches at mm -hmm. 28. Oh, he's 30. Because yeah, he's only played 16 <laughs> games. One I can't time. say that's your guy. I can't. If he's good, phenomenal. Mm -hmm. I don't see any way he is the bell cow running back that makes Miami what they can be. Chase Edmonds is the only one that has that talent. Mm -hmm. And this is not an offense that really uses running backs in the passing game to uh, to even league average. So that part doesn't really matter to me. I care who can be four and a half yards a carry. I need three. You go get me four. Mm -hmm. And that's Chase Edmonds. Okay. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Raheem Mostert on that one. Um, there's so many other guys that you could talk about here with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, and but I think it all it, you know it the rebounds gonna come from being able to run the football, being able to control the clock, and that offensive line is gonna be really really good under Mike McDaniel.
Uh, we before we move on to the next team, yeah. uh, uh, Devin Joba, who is who's back with us, and we will talk about that at the beginning of the next segment after the commercial break. All right. How many likes does it take for me to actually perm my hair? It's not as many as you think. I mean, if it's a slew, in. I had a meeting this morning, and they called me Kenny Powers. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. I can look exactly like Kenny Powers. It's just going to require a, a little treatment. Mm-hmm. I'm jealous because I can't, I can't do that. Yeah, because if you had hair like mine, you'd look like Benjamin Franklin. I, trust me, I understand why you're jealous. True, true. Uh, Matthew McTaggart says, uh, Mostert's made of glass. Yeah, I, I realize that. He is. I realize that, but I'm I'm still a believer in the talent, and I'm hoping that uh, the reuniting with Mike McDaniel and a healthy season can uh, can put him right back on track. New England Patriots. The X factor for the New England Patriots. Remember, we're doing non-quarterbacks here. Mac Jones may be the best player on this offense, but I have a funny feeling we're not going to agree about this. Because mine is a player that, I mean, I'm sure you know he's on the team. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how much you exactly. It's Jalen Mills. Really? It's Jalen Mills. Okay. Think about this division. Stephon Diggs, mm-hmm. Tyreek Hill, mm-hmm. whoever the one is for the Jets, whether it's Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, Corey Davis, could be any of the three. That felt good. That felt good to say. After the Jamison Crowder years, that felt good to say somebody is going to have to be able to defend them. You cannot just sit back and zone. The The way this league works, one of the reasons that I am more down on New England than I would have been in years past, and I'm not just deferring to Bill outside of Brady, if you think you're just going to sit back and zone and let teams bleed you out by a 1,000 paper cuts, they'll kill you that way. Mm-hmm. Somebody's going to have to be able to one-on-one, and I can't for the life of me believe it's Malcolm Butler. Okay. I don't. He's 900 years old. I I, I don't think that's going to be the guy. They believe in Jalen Mills. He was better last year than I could have ever imagined. Receivers, they're all interchangeable pieces. Mm-hmm. You, you feel any better about Jacoby Myers than you do about Kendrick Bourne than you do about Devontae Parker than you do about Hunter Henry? N- name me the guy of the four I just said that, w- that I could tell you would be the leading scorer, the leading receiver of the New England Patriots this year, and you tell me I was out of my mind. There's not one. There's not one. one. There's not one. So I can't say it's a receiver. They have 97 running backs. Mm -hmm. The line's fine. I think the front seven's going to be fine. I'm terrified of that secondary. Yeah. Terrified, especially with that schedule, especially in this division. All right. Jalen Mills has to be the X factor for you, for the New England Patriots to have success this year. I think I'm going to go with Hunter Henry. I want to see him have. The season that we've all been waiting on. I mean, he had, I think he had that one great year in San Diego, LA, whatever. But they paid him a boatload of money last oh, year. Oh, really? When was that great year? When was that great year? I don't know. I, I'd like, I, I do this I'm, I'm every this single year with Hunter Henry. Mm-hmm. What is the most yards he's ever had in a season? Ever. This is sixth year in the NFL. 750. You're too high. Wow. 652. Wow. That That's your X factor. That's the guy that's supposed to make me feel all hunky-dunky. Okay. Sure. Sure. Him and Jono Smith are the same guy. 
They're two big athletic tight ends that stay mm-hmm. hurt all the time. Mm-hmm. And they, they're they a Sasquatch because I hear about them a lot, but I don't really ever see them. Yep. Um, you know, Jacoby Myers is probably going to be the star receiver in that offense, but I would say I'm, I'm looking for Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry needs to make an impact if they want, because here's the thing, Bill and his defense, they always are good. They're always top 10-ish in the league, sometimes top 5-ish in the league. So they can keep you from scoring, but they got to figure out a way to score points. So I want to see Hunter Henry with, you know, 8 to 12 touchdowns this year. Well, he's done that major, twice. Major red zone target. He's done that twice. I mean, he's never going to he but he's never going to be the yardage guy. He's never going to be like the 1000-yard receiver. No, but for you to be the X factor, I I'm probably going to need you to average more than three and a half catches in a game like once ever. But they're not going to throw the ball enough for that. Oh, they did in LA. So, it's well, yeah. yeah. He's just one but of those players that I feel like people are going to make excuses for until he retires and then you remember how great Hunter Henry was. Was he that? Was he that? Uh, New York was. Jets, go ahead. Give us your X factor for your Jets this season. I feel like the offense is going to be so vastly improved that it can't be anybody on that side. Okay. So it all falls on one person, Carl Lawson. If Carl Lawson is who you paid a year ago, then uh, you know had the had the bad injury in in camp. If he's that John Abraham level pass rusher, that defense is going to be pretty good. Mm-hmm. If he's not, and, and I want you to just think about the, the the difference between the two. If I told you Carl Lawson had twelve sacks, you look at Jermaine Johnson as the two, and John Franklin Myers, Quinn Williams, C.J. Mosley, and go, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. If I told you he had four. Now you're looking at it going, okay, well where are the where are the sacks supposed to come from? Because if he's not getting them, then who is? Right, a rookie a hybrid or a linebacker i don't love that and i like the second and i think he will be fine but he is the one player that i feel like if you showed me his stat line and you could 100 percent confirm that's what it's going to look like i'll tell you how many games they win okay i am going to go to the offensive side of the ball and you know what i already know elijah moore is he's a star to me he is a star in the making in this league but I think I'm I think I'm gonna have to go with the rookie. Garrett Wilson. I think he has to have a big year this year if the Jets want to win six games. <clears throat> Over. <laughs> <laughs> gonna finish second in the AFC. It's uh-huh. no big deal. It's yeah. fine. It's yeah, fine. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I just want you to remember where you heard that. From. I get a, you know, Corey Davis, he could have the bounce back year. You know, hopefully he's going to be healthy and he'll be fine. But I think- Corey Davis is going to be the blocker. Corey mm-hmm. Davis, that's what I said when they signed him, is that is a sign to me that they really want to run the football because he is a high-level blocker. Elijah Moore and, and uh, Garrett, Wilson. Garrett Wilson are going to be the two real receiving threats. And I'll tell you this, one of those tight ends is good. I can't tell you which one it is. But one of them is is going to have a really solid year. There's already been a lot of uh, fantasy buzz out there for Tyler Conklin. Oh, I mean, if you listen, it, you can't read Jet social media right now. 
I know that because I subscribe to them all. <laughs> and everything that happens in camp is the greatest thing we've ever seen. It's just Zach Wilson's Joe Namath light. Right. He's a little inaccurate, but who cares because he's got a cannon. X factors for the 2022 NFL season. AFC East is in the books. We will cover each and every team here over the next two hours in the Ingles studio. Brian Hall's already sent us a message here. He says, oh, uh, I can't see it. He says, y'all forgot about Sony Michelle in the backfield as well. Look, Sony's doing stuff. Okay. They have, look, they have four running backs. It's just, if you add three of them together, they really turn into one <laughs> because they like to get hurt or be bad. Right. Chase Edmonds is the one I'm still like, I haven't seen enough of him. And the little I have seen has been very good. All right, coming up next, we'll talk about the AFC North. It's going to be a dogfight in that division. Who are going to be the X-Factors that are going to bring home the division title, maybe even the Super Bowl title coming from the AFC North right after this on ESPN Asheville. Rogue Combat Club, Asheville's home for comprehensive martial arts training, has a goal for our community, one that's stronger, more fit, and unwavers in its support of one another. Rogue Combat Club's instructors have competed at the highest levels and offer classes for everyone from young children to adults in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai, and wrestling. Rogue Combat Club classes can help you boost your self-confidence and self-defense skills while weeding out the egos and intimidation found at other gyms. Join today at roguecombatclub.com. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I am Clarissa Marshall with eXp Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. The Sportsocracy. Why are you smiling? Because I love football. Back here on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. And the Sportsocracy family is... uh, is proud to welcome in a new sponsor to the program. And it's a, it's a sponsor that's been a member of my family for a long time because they're the only people I trust with car decisions. Fred Anderson, Nissan of Asheville. They are actually family for me. In the comments, you will see Devin Joba. He's been here forever. He's our chief medical correspondent. Mm-hmm. He is also the person that will buy your car. They want your car. They have an ACV live event this weekend, 10 to 4, at Fred Anderson Nissan, 629 Brevard Road. They want to buy your car. Bring your car in. Have them evaluate it. The way this works, they will evaluate your car. They'll appraise your car. They'll list it for 20 minutes. There's a live auction with 16,000 car dealers. They will give you the top dollar for your car. And when you get the offer, you can decide to take it. Or you could say, that's and get back in your car. And, and, and just we're all still on. friends. We oh. all still love each other. Okay. Fred Anderson, Nissan of Asheville. Hmm. If you've listened to the show for any period of time, you know that I won't endorse uh, anyone that I don't believe in. I literally only make car decisions through Fred Anderson, Nissan, uh, and have for years. Uh, I wonder what they could get, they could sell my hunk of junk for. Nine dollars. Nine dollars. <laughs> take it. Make it ten, and we'll take it. They're fantastic people. It's I, I was there this morning. It's one of the reasons that I'm. If you're watching the YouTube stream, a my face is a little flushed because I have been outside in the heat all day long. 
and I love it. He, he, he's he's glistening more than usual because well, it is 98 degrees outside. Uh, Not literally. Uh, over. Yeah. It's, it's a lie. The thermometer says it's only 88. It's a big lie. Yeah. Super lie. It's 412 degrees outside. Go get in my pool this evening. I, I'm convinced you could actually fry an egg on the sidewalk. <laughs> you might be able to. You actually might be able to, but we're glad to have Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville on board with the sportsocracy. You're going to be hearing a whole lot more about them uh, as the time rolls on. So thank you to Fred and all of the rest of the gang, Devin as well. Boy, you must be outside your mind. The sportsocracy. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. All right, we know a major chapter in uh, wrestling history is coming to an end this summer. We are going to have Ric Flair's final match at StarCast in oh. <laughs> on July the 31st. The day after SummerSlam, it's going to be a part of all of the, you know, it's a, it's it's a uh, an accompanying event where he is going to be in his last match against Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, which is really the only way I could think to really truly end his career, because those guys had some fantastic those those Iron Man matches that they had where they went full sixty minutes night in and night out. I don't know that there are ever two other performers in the history of wrestling that have done it better. However, Ric Flair's going to end his career on July 31st. He also wants to have a match on July the 30th at SummerSlam. On the latest To Be The Man podcast, Ric Flair has issued a challenge. He wants to wrestle at SummerSlam, and he wants to wrestle Vince McMahon. Oh, I love the idea. Oh, that's I, awful. I think I think Vince needs to do it. I mean, they're they're about the same age. Seacrest out. I'm good. Really? Ric Flair is literally old enough to be my grandfather. Yes. Stop that. Uh, because I'm going to be honest with you, based on this calendar day, I could not actually wrestle at SummerSlam. <laughs> you are two generations older than me. Just go away. Right. Ric Flair finishing up his career, but yeah, he's he he said he's 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 gonna text him. He's he's gonna reach out to Vinnie Mac and see if uh Vince wants to wants to tangle for the final time in WWE. I think Vince should make it happen. Why not? Look, if Shane McMahon can put himself as the uh next to last man in in the Royal Rumble. I don't feel like this would be too far cry for uh, for Vince McMahon to go. Yeah, you know what? We'll sandwich that in between. You know, a couple of the the headline matches. New Notre Dame fighting Irish head coach Marcus Freeman. Uh, he doesn't have a lot of chill. Okay. He has been throwing darts at Ohio State. Most recent one. If you don't go to class at Ohio State, okay, take some online classes. Show up for your appointments. At Notre Dame, you're forced every day to go to class. And that would be all hunky-dunky. New coach at Notre Dame's taking shots at Ohio State. There's there's only one problem. Marcus Freeman went to Ohio State. Nice. Not only did he go to Ohio State, he was academic all-Big Ten at Ohio State in 2008. He has backtracked off the same. I was not trying to throw shade at Ohio State. Really? Like, I was just but, 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 then what were you trying to do? 
You said, let's, let's just, you know, we're all friends here. Well, Jim, what did you mean? Because I think you meant exactly what you said. Right, right. It's some fun little ribbon, you know. It's, it's fine. Is there any coach, new coach in college football that you believe in more than him? No. There's not for me either. No. I, I look, and look, I don't want to love Notre Dame, new coach, uh, different schematically. You don't have Brian Kelly anymore, who was supposedly the offensive guru, but, you know, that didn't always pan itself out. Right. I just look at Marcus Freeman and go, that's a, that's a dude. He's mm -hmm. a dude. Mm -hmm. That's a guy that I have a funny feeling could light up a locker room in a way that very few college coaches can. Yeah, he could be a hell of a motivator. Obviously, the defense is still going to be clicking on all cylinders with him, you know, becoming the head coach. Yeah, I don't know what kind of hand he's going to have in the offense and whether or not that's a good idea. No, Tommy, I mean, I mean, Tommy Reese is, holding, is handling the offense. Allegedly, say, it's going to stay the same. I do not believe that. Yeah. I just – I feel like Notre Dame looks at Marcus Freeman and they watch Brian Kelly between the weird accent – and his sweet dance moves, and they go, you know what? I think we came out just fine here. I, I think we did just fine. Well, they're doing just fine on the recruiting trail, so they are they are killing it. They've they've got the number one class so far committed for next year. So I think they're in good hands with Marcus Freeman. X factors for the 2022 NFL season. Let's uh, roll on here with the AFC North. We'll start with the Cincinnati Bengals. Who has to be the X factor if they're going to make it back to the Super Bowl, win this division, and, you know, Joe Burrow have another amazing season? I almost feel like my answer is a cop-out. Okay. Because I think this team's so good, they're going to throw the ball well. The offensive line can't possibly be as bad as it was last year. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say Joe Mixon. And yes, that's a cop-out. That's not a deep-divey answer. I wanted to say, Logan Wilson. No. 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 It's not Logan Wilson. No. Um, that, that was actually the, the one that I had as well. Logan Wilson or no, Joe Mixon? No, it was Joe Mixon. Yeah, it was I, Joe, because as long as the running game is, is still there, you know that Joe Burrow is going to be able to do pretty much whatever he wants to do with more time to throw, and those receivers – T. Higgins and Jamar Chase and Tyler Boyd, the guy who gets forgotten in this offense. I don't. I don't see any way they're. You know, I I picked the Baltimore Ravens to win the Super Bowl, but I think Cincinnati's my two. Cincinnati's very good. <laughs> and Stephen Tao in our YouTube comments said Mixon's good every year. He is, except for the year he got hurt, mm -hmm. and that's the reason he's my X factor. I want to know how many games he plays. Running backs always make me nervous, especially you've done this with me long enough. What are the two things I'm getting ready to say? When you turn 30, well, he's not that old, 27, when you turn 26, 26, and when you start getting over that 1500 touch plateau, yes. that's when I'm, I'm looking at it going, uh Oh, is this his age 26 season? He will be 26 in a month. Okay. And he will go over 1,500 touches this year. Yep. Barring something unforeseen. So, I just want him to stay healthy. That's why. To me, that's the only thing that can really derail them is health. Mm -hmm. uh, Cleveland Browns. We're going to save the Super Bowl champions for last year. Uh, the Cleveland Browns. X Factor. Uh, can't, it can't be Deshaun Watson. It can't be the, any, any of the other quarterbacks. Roger Goodell. 
Uh, he is the X Factor. Nope, for the has Cleveland to be a player. <laughs> if, if we could choose non-players, the uh, faux offensive coordinator of the New England Patriots would have been their selection. Yeah. I'm going to go with Donovan Peoples-Jones. I oh, have, that's aggressive. Look, I have just I've seen so much uh, potential in him. I liked him when he was coming out of college. And he's got these flash plays that, you know, I just feel like that there's got to be somebody else. There's there's got to be a star in that wide receiver core more than Amari Cooper. Well, the thing that makes me nervous about any of the receivers is I have no idea who's going to be throwing you passes. I I feel very sure it's going to be Jacoby Brissett. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say it's Nick Chubb. I know that's it's easy. I, I'm glad you put these two right beside each other because it, it is the running back. I, I tried to do that as little as humanly possible. Mm-hmm. Nick Chubb will see more stacked boxes than he has ever seen before, because at the end of the day, Jacoby Brissett is a step back from Baker Mayfield. And there were some injury issues last year. I don't love Kareem Hunt, and I never have outside of Kansas City. I, I just I don't buy it. And I think for you to be able to, for them to be able to get over the hump, no matter what happens with Deshaun Watson, he needs to be more 2019 Nick Chubb than the lesser used version that's happened for two years with, with Kareem Hunt. Mm-hmm. I think he needs to be the bell cow guy. I think you need to see both of them in that 260 rushing attempts range. Maybe 260 for Chubb, 220-ish for Kareem Hunt. That's the only way that you're going to be able to stem the tide without Deshaun Watson. All right, let's talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers. This is a team that I just, I can't get there. And I couldn't get there last year. And lo and behold, guess what happened? Mike Tomlin had them with a winning record and they made the playoffs. I don't foresee that happening this year. I don't either, and this was the impetus of this discussion because, to me, it's Minka Fitzpatrick. Oh, okay. He needs to be the best safety in the NFL. Mm-hmm. He need, And not just the highest paid, you need to be the best safety in the NFL because that team is going to have to win running the ball. I know what Najee Harris is. Mm-hmm. There, there's, that's why he's not the pick for me. I know what he is. The offensive line's improved. This is not going to be a popular opinion, but I think you're better at quarterback than you were last year. Not nearly as experienced, but in terms of arm, I think you're better okay. than you were. I would agree with that. That defense needs to be intense. If I had a two, it would probably be Miles Jack. Okay. Can you be the guy you were at one time in Jacksonville, or are you that shell of an NFL player that I saw last year? Now, look, I don't think anybody was exactly hunky-dunky in Jacksonville last year. So, I- I'm going to give you a mulligan on that. But you, he's going to be important as well. Mm-hmm. I am going to go with a guy on the offensive side. I think the defense is going to be fine. I don't think there's you know any concerns on the defensive side. Well, for me, it's not even that there's a concern. You have to be that good. Mm-hmm. The, what you think they will be is not good enough. That's it's seven and ten. You need to be special. Yeah, I'm going to go with Chase Claypool. I want to see Chase Claypool step up and be the the number one receiver that I think he can be. I get Deontay Johnson is is the guy, and he's fine. I, I mean, he's good. He's really good. I'm not trying to undersell Deontay Johnson. I'm just saying you need to have that other weapon. The deep threat. Yeah, if you've got a question about uh, the, the quarterbacking situation, you want to have the best weapons around them. I feel like they did a good job with uh, you know the, the wide receivers that they drafted. 
There's been so much talk this offseason about George Pickens is the replacement to Chase Claypool because I guess people just hate him for some reason. No, he's going to be the second outside receiver. I like Pickens a lot. Mm -hmm. The And I don't disagree with you on Claypool. I'm just not sure how equipped they are to use what it is he does. He's the take-the-top-off guy. Mm -hmm. They have three that will destroy you in the intermediate. In Deontay, Fryermuth, and George Pickens. Mm -hmm. I'm just not sure they have the quarterback to make him the X factor. I want to see a 1,000-yard season from Chase Claypool this year. He's my X factor mm. for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm -hmm. Not going to happen? Not even close. Not even close. <laughs> not even close. <laughs> All right, now let's talk about the 2022 Super Bowl champion Baltimore Ravens x factor is okay i'm gonna ask quarterback him. so it can't be lamar is yours jk dobbins yes it shouldn't be really no i know what he is and i've heard this narrative of oh he's coming off a catastrophic legendary it's 2022 mm -hmm. cam Akers blew his acl last year in mini camp and played in the playoffs i'm not so worried about what happened with his leg he'll be fine Okay. My answer is really, really, really simple. It's Kyle Hamilton. You're the best player in this draft. Mm -hmm. You're the most impactful player in this draft. I said I think you can be Ed Reed level impactful. If you are, that allows Marcus Williams to be everything he is. And now that defense is borderline perfect. I'd like to have one more impact pass rusher. But you have enough young guys that I think you're going to be able to, I'm not going to say cobble that together. Yeah, but the other side of this I go to, but what if he's not? If Kyle Hamilton's not the guy, for some reason he loses all ability, nothing translates to the next level, and he can't see the field. Oh, he's think, uh, he's going to see happen. the field. He, oh, I, there's no doubt I'm of that. Not, I'm, not say, I'm just saying, you know, space, space Jam scenario. All right. He forgets how to play football, and he can't play. How bad off is that defense without him? It's not, They're not. But that's not the point. Okay. The point of an X Factor is you can get me to my highest highs and in the AFC that is the most competitive conference I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. If Kyle Hamilton's not that guy, how good is that defense? Where do you put him in the NFL? What, what's their floor? Your worst case scenario? Six? I would have said eight. Okay. They can be the best defense in the NFL. If he mm -hmm. is there. And and in a conference where you've got a bunch of teams that can't play dead in the Western on defense, that gives you a huge advantage. Yes. Especially when you play offensively in a way that nobody else does. Mm -hmm. You're going to punch people in the mouth offensively. In a conference that is built to spread it out and defend teams that spread it out. I'm not worried about the offense. I don't care. What I care about is, can you mitigate how quickly Pat Mahomes can score on you? or Justin Herbert, or any of these high-flying offenses. That's what I care about. Okay. And I think Kyle Hamilton's that guy. All right. Uh, moving on to the AFC South. Oh, boy. There'll this be two be of fun. these that we can do in about 14 seconds. Uh, Houston Texans. Oh, I'll be kind and say it's... Uh, man. Brandon Cooks. I, sure. <laughs> Is not applicable an answer because I kind of want it to be. 
I don't think there's any player on this team that that, that couldn't win the MVP, and this still this team still doesn't win more than four games. Right, Jacksonville Jaguars. I think it's ETN. I do too. I think Travis ETN needs to be the guy. You know, we didn't get to see him in his rookie season because he got hurt, and you know, I, I still believe in James Robinson. But I want to see ETN come in and, and, and see what that relationship is like with Trevor Lawrence at the NFL level. Can they be what they were at Clemson? The difference is ETN can be that guy of what what Dallas is working Tony Pollard into. Yes. He can play in the slot. He can be the guy that just moves around. It makes it really hard to be predictable. James Robinson has more of a role than people seem to think. But I would argue it's because of ETN because of what etn can do and the fact that he scares you to the outside and that allows james robinson to be what he is which is a bowling ball tennessee titans who's the x factor for 2022 for you it's Traylon burks Mm -hmm. there's no other i'm not trying to over exaggerate this asthma thing i think he probably came in a little doughy nashville is very hot Mm -hmm. and that may have triggered this he's going to have to find a way to mitigate that because he has to be that good Traylon Burks has to be borderline rookie of the year level for them to hit the highs that they can hit agreed Robert Woods I know what you are just be healthy mm-hmm. if you play 17 games it's not like you're gonna be a pro bowler you're gonna be a very good receiver that that helps in the running game and, and does all the things you did in LA they have a slew of other players that I feel like you know what I know exactly what they are yeah, you would have to, you know, uh, most people would say the easy one here is Derrick Henry. But we know what I Derrick know what he's going to be. Is. Yeah, exactly. And our resident Titans fan, Havoc, said, I, I think it's Hooper. I, I considered Hooper. Here's the reason I didn't. Anthony Ferkser has been impactful in this offense. I'm going to be really honest with you. I think virtually any tight end in this offense can have an impact. Mm-hmm. The question is, can you be next level? I don't necessarily think he can, but I don't think he has to be. He has to be a threat in the red zone. He'll be that. I've seen him be that plenty of times. Mm-hmm. Traylon Burks, I think, is the only answer for the X Factor in 2022 if the Tennessee Titans are even going to consider contending for that number one seed in the AFC playoffs like they had this past season. I feel like that's the team that people think I'm more down on than I am. The closer to the season we get, I think it's going to become very obvious that I, it's not that I'm down on you. It's that I'm very high on the next thing we're getting ready to talk about. The Indianapolis Colts. X-Factor, Jonathan Taylor. It starts and ends with him. Sometimes the easiest answer is just easier. I don't agree with you. Really? How much worse can he be than he was last year? Oh, I mean, drastically, I've, he I've, could get hurt. Okay. <laughs> I phrased that poorly. Well, and take the injury out of it. He's going to get his. Of course. That's why I don't care. I don't really care about anything on that offense. The offensive line is good. Jonathan Taylor is going to dictate terms to you. Mm -hmm. Well, they don't have a lot of receivers. Yeah, they have two that are real, real, real fast. And you're going to have to play seven in the box or Jonathan Taylor's going to kill you. Mm -hmm. My X factor is Yannick Ngakwe. How long have we said that team needs a pass rusher? I feel like it's been since I've been doing this. Mm Mm-hmm. And if he gets going, who else gets going? Quiddy Pay. Yeah. First round pick from last year. Yep. Now you have two impactful edges, and that could get scary. Because that team's gonna bleed you to death. 
Then you get behind. I've got two edge rushers. If if Ngakwe is Minnesota Ngakwe, <laughs> call it a day. <laughs> oh, this is gonna be fun. Yeah, call it a day in the in, in the AFC South because the ten, the uh, Indianapolis Colts will no doubt be the champions of this division. You're in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. AFC West is going to be a dogfight this year. Who's going to be their X factors? We'll discuss those next. Just keep your eye on the ball. At Ingalls, we know that big dreams don't always make it to the big leagues. But we also know that baseball, it's family. It's about building character. And as sure as there'll be some stumbles on that journey from first to home, we'll be right there cheering you on. This is baseball, and this is who we are. Ingles, we're with you every step of the way. If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC Auto Detailing. They have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor. You don't believe me? Check them out on Instagram. All that filth and years of stains disappear. WNC Auto Detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction, and they do wax and ceramic coatings. Call WNC Auto Detailing at 455-3700. Premium care with a Southern Hospitality Touch. Back here in the Sportsocracy on ESPN Asheville in the Ingalls studio, X-Factors for the AFC West in 2022. We're doing all non-quarterbacks, though the quarterbacks all have something to talk about this year in the AFC West. Let's start it out with Denver Broncos. Russell Wilson, who's your X-Factor? Randy Gregory. Is it? You better be Von Miller level good. Mm -hmm. That secondary's fine. I like Pat Sertan. It's the it's the other corner spot that makes me nervous. I like the Quan Williams addition. If that team's not careful and they don't have as good of a pass rush as I think they will, you're going to get into some track meets. And I don't love that with a first year a first year head coach and a vet quarterback in a new system. I'm being very nitpicky here because that team is drastically improved it's just that's also the best division i've ever seen i'm going bradley chubb uh on the other side i want to see what the addition of randy gregory does for him is it gonna be back to the days when he had von miller on the other side and he was just terrifying bradley chubb had 12 sacks his rookie year Mm -hmm. how many does he have since three years 11 you're too high really eight and a half in three years in three years wow yeah 25 games he has eight and a half you need him to harass quarterbacks uh a lot vegas raiders x-factor Devonte adams i feel like that that might have been a free space on the board it is i'm not worried about the offense i don't care about the offense the offense we've talked about that gonna put up it's gonna be fine mm-hmm. mine's rocky soon okay you better have somebody that can – because I like Nate Hobbs, and I really believe in Patrick Graham, the new defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. You need somebody that can be – doesn't even have to necessarily be a one. In this defense, it's it's overstated how badly you need a – you need a guy that can line up as a one and not be a sieve. And they see something in him. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't have traded for him if you didn't see something in him. Right. Well, you got a lot of young guys on that – in that defensive secondary and rock Yasin, not a bad choice 
All right, let's talk about the Los Angeles Chargers. Their X, X factor. This this was the easiest team in the NFL for me. Was it? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's Khalil Mack. You, you better, you better be that guy. Not last year, Khalil Mack, mm-hmm. where you had Robert Quinn on the other side, and there were times you just disappeared into the ether. Now, I, I know it sounds weird to hear me say that because you got Bosa on the other side. They're going to have to be the best pass rushing duo in the league. Mm-hmm. There are holes on that defense that I don't feel wonderful about. The reason that I am so high on them is how much I like the offense, how much I like Herbert, how I can't believe I must say this out loud. No risk it, no biscuit, Brandon Staley is. And the fact that you have an elite corner mixed with an elite safety mixed with two elite pass rushers. Derwin James is healthy, I know what he is. Mm-hmm. If J.C. Jackson's healthy, I know what he is. Both the same thing. I need to know that Khalil Mack didn't jump the shark two years ago. J.C. Jackson is mine. Another new addition to this team. I want to see him continue to be Pro Bowl level, and I think he will be because of the all of the other stars that they have on this defense. I just, I think if he if he has a great year, so are the Los Angeles Chargers. Although part of me thinks that there's practically no way they're not going to have a great year this year. Team I'm most interested to hear yours is the final one in the AFC. It's the Kansas City Chiefs. If you say Clyde Edwards-Alaire, I'm going to throw something at you. <laughs> it is. It's Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Well, he is bad at football. Well, so that one. Uh, but they got you got to have a running game. Do you, though? And I think you do. I'm not even sure Clyde Edwards-Alaire is the starter in Kansas City. And I think if, if Clyde Edwards-Alaire can put together a good season. This one was super easy to me. And I knew you weren't going to say the name that I picked. Okay. Justin Reed. Oh, you want to be the replacement to Tyron Matthew? <laughs> okay. You're Tyron Matthew off wish. So you're going to have to prove to me that you are not a broke toy that they gave a bunch of money to. All right. The NFC coming up in the next hour. We'll talk X factors for 2022. Love your weird news and all of that. Sports Center coming up next. <laughs> He's a degenerate gambler. You are a smelly pirate hooker. And he's cheaper than oxygen. He's useless. But somehow, they make it work. Jeremy Green. Tank Spencer. There's no holding back in the sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets and Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. Welcome back into the sportsocracy. Live in the Ingalls studio, as always, here on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. Don't forget to take us with you everywhere you go with the iHeartRadio app. And, of course, you can see us everywhere on YouTube. Just go to thesportsocracy.com, click on that live video link. Uh, hope that you are uh, listening in a safe environment away from the heat. I, I, I hope you're not outside. I, I have to. <laughs> you know what? I, I want to start this hour just by saying God bless anybody that has to work outside. They're, they're, they're doing the, the lawn maintenance outside. I wanted to just go hug the guy that's, that, that he was mowing right as I right. went out the door. I just want to hug that guy. It's, it's about 4,000 degrees outside and, right and now. It's, and it's not even the worst of it. It's not even the dog days of summer yet. This is the worst of it. This is the worst of it. It doesn't get what it, You know what? The difference between 97 and 114 is not that drastic. <laughs> I think there would be some who would argue with that. Look, I'm a house cat. It gets above 85, and I will happily sit in this air-conditioned closet and talk to myself 
That's fine. God well, bless the people working outside. Yes, uh, indeed. And uh, God bless Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. Brand new sponsor to the program, uh, and we are glad to have them along with us. So excited. You know, as we said in the first hour, I, I have been a member of that family for quite some time. I know these guys very well. Uh, if you're looking to buy a car, sell a car, trade a car, whatever the case may be, these are no doubt the hand-picked sportsocracy chosen dealer uh, of all vehicles and this weekend they have a free acv live event 10 to 4 at fred anderson nissan 625 629 brevard road uh right there in Asheville. you take your car in they evaluate it 20 minutes later you have a offer for your car you can choose to take it you don't have to take it you're not forced to mm-hmm. free evaluation they want to buy your car take it to fred anderson nissan of Asheville. i promise you they will take great care of you on this Wednesday afternoon, June 15th, we are just, we're still counting down the days till the start of the NFL season. Mandatory mini camps have begun for, well, and I think mini camps are already over for some teams. Uh, but, many teams. Yeah, many teams. Uh, I think the last batch of them just started their mini camps today or yesterday. And we're getting ever so close. What was it you posted? 88 uh, days. 88, 88 days. 88 days until seven hours of commercial free football. <laughs> That's the first full Sunday. We are 85 days from NFL football. Oh, from the uh, from from the kickoff of the regular season. Correct. I mean, Hall of Fame game, that's like three weeks from now, right? It's- yeah, that's that's preseason. <laughs> I only nominally care more about the NFL preseason than I do the NBA Finals. Interesting. Now, both lap baseball. Right. So, you know, there's that. Just trying to put the pecking order together. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. We're talking X-Factors for the 2022 NFL season. We did the AFC at the first hour, so that means we get to do the NFC in this hour. I mean, we always have to start. With the NFC South. I mean, we're an affiliate of a team, so right. you know, it would make sense. Right. Prime the, the the prime pole position would go to the Carolina Panthers. That's right. Don't forget uh, Carolina Panthers football can be heard all season long on our sister station, News Radio 570, WWNC, and the Carolina Panthers X Factor for this year. I mean, I hate to go easy, but I know exactly who you're gonna answer. Well, I mean, is there any other answer? It's Christian McCaffrey. We've seen what this team is without Christian McCaffrey. I don't agree with you. We and, and we're doing for those of you just joining us, we're doing non-quarterbacks. Yeah, this so, can't be a quarterback. This, this can't is be the a quarterback. Factor that will determine your season. That is not a quarterback. It's Christian McCaffrey. It's not even close. I don't agree with you. Oh come on! I don't agree with you. There's a player that's more important, and he's more Ooh. volatile. And his name is Ike McQuano. Oh stop! You have a mediocre quarterback factor fiction fact the difference between christian mccaffrey and deontay foreman is not nearly the difference between good rookie left tackle and he's a guard he's a guard he's a guard he's a guard <laughs> now look i believe right, in I, go, I, right. I, I do there is a path of outcomes where christian where sam darnold is good i'm not gonna say really good i've officially dropped the really good He's good, the offense is good, and the defense is good enough that this team wins more games than you than you think. Okay. Fact or fiction? I would say fact. Uh, it's a, to me, it's a no doubt fact. I'd say the def- the defense is going to be better than good. I, and I would agree with that. Okay. But if Sam's putting them in bad positions, there's really not a range of outcomes where they're good. True. 
the most important person to how good Sam Darnold is is the left tackle. No doubt. I watched him do this in New York. Because mm-hmm. he, how do I say this nicely? He's not the most astute gent you've ever seen in your life. I watched him get hit more times than I could count going, how did you not at least sense there was somebody there? It's like somebody staring at you in a restaurant. You should at least kind of feel that. Mm-hmm. He doesn't. Yeah. So if Iquanu gets off to a slow start and it becomes really obvious that, oh, no, Jeremy was right. He's going to be a great run blocker, but maybe he's a guard. Mm-hmm. Then trouble could ensue. All right. I can see where you're going with that. But, I mean, we to me, it's obvious. To me, it's obvious Christian McCaffrey, if he's healthy and he's doing the Christian McCaffrey things that he uh, has done in the past, I'm not saying there's a chance that he's going to come back from these two years of injury and be the thousand thousand guy again. No, I don't think. No, that's what got you into this problem in the first place. Is the the usage? Remember, it was like ninety nine point three percent of the snaps in his first four years in the league was what what he played, and we kept saying. He's going to get hurt. It's he's going to get go hurt. Well. He's going to get hurt. And two years in a row, he's only played five games. Attrition is the undefeated killer of running backs. Mm-hmm. So take care of him. Exactly. Uh, let's talk about uh, the Atlanta Falcons. The next closest team to here. This one's t- This was one of the tougher ones for me. Because there's a guy on this team that I don't feel like is going to be on this team. And it's a mistake. I really hope he ends up on my team. Okay. It's Deion Jones. Ah. I don't think he's going to be on this team because he doesn't fit in this defense at all. This 3-4 scheme, that's not what he does. You just come to New York. <laughs> we, have, we have a place for you, and it will be just hunky-dunky. I knew there had to be something in it for you. Well, I mean, I'm not saying they should cut him because of that. It's been, That's been rumored for weeks. So... You know, mm-hmm. the defense is going to be bad. Yeah, there, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. So this is one that I did have to go a little chalky and say it's Cordero Patterson. He has to be the guy he was last year. Mm-hmm. And there is a very slim range of outcomes where he's that guy again. He's enough of a threat to the outside that the the size of Drake London, the size of Kyle Pitts, and the mobility of Marcus Mariota or Desmond Ritter makes this offense enough that they're a headache. There's no path of outcomes where they're good. No. There is a path of where they're a headache, and they're annoying, and you don't want to have to play them. And I think for that to happen, Cordero Patterson has to be last year and not, you know, the rest of his career. Yeah. For Atlanta, every their eyes are on the future. Their eyes are on what this team can be down the road. And yeah, I don't think there's anybody dollars next year. And I don't think there's anybody more important to what's going to happen next year and beyond other than their rookie wide receiver, Drake London. I think Drake London needs to come in and make the statement uh, and and give everybody the comfortability of, okay, we can do without Calvin Ridley. Without Calvin Ridley for the season because of the gambling suspension, he was there was a question whether he was going to be on this team anyway. They were shopping him around. So you want to know that you're you're set. Kyle Pitts did it last year. Drake London needs to do it this year. 
15 second rabbit hole is there any word in the english language that sounds like less of a word than comfortability that sounds like a made-up word yeah it's not i heard i, I know okay. I, I heard it when you said it <laughs> All right, elsewhere in the NFC South, let's talk about the the runner-up for the division this year, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. No, I I, I I was about to say, I (laughs) I feel like this is disingenuous. (laughs) Of course it's disingenuous. Let's talk about Tampa Bay, though. The X factor for this team has to be what? And I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go defense on this one. You should. And I'm gonna go Carlton Davis. I I have seen a lot of good from Carlton Davis, but I haven't seen really good from Carlton Davis. And I think he has that in him. I think he has the ability to be one of the top twelve corners in this league. But I need to see the growth happen this year. I have not been as happy that my team didn't heap truckloads of money on a player as i was with carlton davis since kirk cousins Mm -hmm. i agree with you it's defense and i'm gonna say joe try on choyinka okay because jpp's not coming back no and dominican sue's not coming back no i'm looking at his team going i'm not really sure where you think this pass rush is going to come from shaq barrett has been phenomenal Mm mm-hmm in Tampa with somebody else on the other side. Mm-hmm. Now you have a second-year player that was moved all over the formation last year. I said he was very raw when you drafted him. He's a great jack-of-all-trades, but I don't think he's a master of anything. Mm-hmm. You better be. Because yeah. if not, I'm looking at a lot of, you're not getting You will not sniff quarterbacks. And that puts a lot of pressure on that secondary. As somebody that has watched a Todd Bowles coached team for way longer than I want too that secondary is incredibly important Mm -hmm. that's what that that was where he fell short in new york the secondary was not as bad as it looked at times they couldn't come close to a quarterback yep and i'm afraid you're gonna have more of that problem than people want to let on shaq barrett as the guy has never really shown that i think what he was in denver is closer to who he is when it's just him than what you've seen in these Tampa years where you could just throw, you had all kinds of pieces to throw out there. Oh, sure. You couldn't double him. You can double him on every single play right now. Mm-hmm. I did like the Akeem Hicks pick, pick up though. Yeah. That mitigates it a little bit, but you do have to know he likes getting hurt a lot. Yeah. That the, the front three is going to be solid because they still have some pieces with Rune, Rune, Nunez, Rochez, Rakeem Nunez yeah. Roches. Yeah, Nunez. I wanted to say Nunez Noches, and I knew that was wrong. And Logan Hall, the <clears throat> Logan Hall as well. Second round pick that I still somehow got wrong in the mock draft contest, even though you picked him. I don't know how I was supposed to. I'm sorry. I'm, just, I'm, I'm <laughs> venting about something that. Um. Yeah. All right. So, um, who's next? New oh, Orleans New Orleans New Orleans Saints. Yeah. Let's talk about those Saints. The X-Factor, non-quarterback X-Factor for this team has to be who? Jarvis Lander. He has to be the safety blanket because Michael Thomas has to be the guy. Mm -hmm. Chris Olave is the deep threat. Michael Thomas is the one. That's the guy that's going to get number one coverage every single week. Because, look, 
I love this Saints team. I have waxed poetic about them. I have said I think Alvin Kamara is going to lead the NFL in rushing this year. But Alave makes me a little nervous, and he has for a long time, because a lot of what he did, I am not dead certain that that's going to translate with average quarterback play. Now, could Jameis Winston be really good? Yes. If it's Andrew Dalton, I am now terrified that you're not going to see of him exactly what you wanted to see of him. Jarvis Landry is the one I look at and go, that's the guy that I need six yards, he'll go get you seven. Mm-hmm. Consistently. Mm-hmm. Keep the chains moving, lean on Alvin Kamara. The line is really good. The defense is phenomenal. It's the most underrated defense in the league, and I don't think it's all that close. I would tend to agree with you on that one. There have been a bunch of lists of who has the top five defense in the NFL. If I see the Dallas Cowboys one more time, I swear. Oh, I've seen. For real? I've seen lists where they were one. And as soon as I see that, my ears start like blood starts coming out of my ears, and I have to go lay down and take a nap. But why? But and then New Orleans is nowhere to be found, which is ridiculous. And I'm talking from smart people, Mm -hmm. like people that get paid exponentially more than we do. Not that I'm bitter. Yeah. I'm going to go with Tyron Matthew. Tyron Matthew coming back home. I want to see him be the X factor on this defense. And, you know, Marcus Williams is gone. I think you've got a good replacement here. I I like the combo of Marcus May and Tyron Matthew. Yep. I I think that that is a winning combination of two guys that you got cheaper than you should have gotten them. And the Saints are also proof positive that the salary cap is made up fictitious the dollars don't really matter and if you have an owner that has cash on hand you will be just fine all right we're talking x factors in the nfl for 2022 nfc south in the books we'll talk about the uh the nfc east coming up next now is the time to get in the driver's seat of your career. Ingalls Markets is looking for new regional drivers to join our Land of Sky distributors fleet. Start with two weeks paid time off and paid holidays. Our drivers average over $80,000 per year and they're home every week. Land of Sky offers excellent pay and a great benefits package. Six months of CDLA driving experience is required to apply. Visit Ingalls-Markets.com careers to know more. That's Ingalls-Markets.com careers. The Sportsocracy. You two are just dumber to bag of hammers. Welcome back into the Ingalls studio. We are the Sportsocracy, always brought to you by Ingalls Supermarkets. Low prices, love the savings, and let's jump right into the NFC East. And let's start off with America's team, the Dallas Cowboys. I can't believe that there are prognosticators out there saying that they are one of the best defenses in the NFL. Smart ones. Like smart prognosticators that are saying this. Oh, they can't be too smart. They can't be too smart. But Aye. we're talking X factors. Non quarterback X factors for twenty twenty two. Um as these guys go, so will their team season. And I'm gonna I'm gonna skip the obvious. I feel like Ezekiel Elliott's the obvious. Yeah. I'm going to skip the obvious because, you know, I'm I'm a believer in Tony. I'm well, a Tony I mean, guy. To me, Ezekiel Elliott can be dog water, and it, it doesn't matter. Right. I'm going to go defense, secondary, and I'm going to say Anthony Brown. Ooh. I'm going to say Anthony Brown. Uh, he needs to have a good season this year. I mean, that whole secondary needs to have a good season. 
Yeah, the, Kelvin Joseph, if he, if he can stay away from people there, doing crimes. There you go. That's uh, exactly what I was about to say. I think you're undervaluing how important he will be. Uh, I believe he will be. Uh, he was he was great at Kentucky, and you know didn't get to see him last year for his rookie season. He gets added into the mix. This secondary is going to be better, I believe. Trayvon Diggs is probably still going to be ball hockey, but there's no way that he's going to have as many interceptions this year as he did last year. I would also say, conversely, there's no way he gives up as many yards as he did last year. Maybe not, but I, I mean, as far as receptions allowed last year in the NFL, I believe Trayvon Diggs was number one, and Anthony Brown was number four. Yeah, that's not good. The secondary's not good, so I'm going to go Anthony Brown, X-Factor for the defense. To me, this was an easy one to me. It's Michael Gallup. Mm -hmm. Michael Gallup is going to have to be 75% of what Amari Cooper was last year. Because CeeDee Lamb is going to be the same guy. Mm -hmm. I, I see people overreact to him quite often. I'm going to give you a, a dirty little secret about twos that become ones. And look, I'm not saying that he's not a top 32 receiver in the league. He definitely is. The, the problem with that is now he's catching – number one coverage he was obviously better than the vast majority of corners he lined up against last year that's not gonna be the case this year mm -hmm. so michael gallup's gonna have to be able to beat one-on-ones because he's gonna catch a lot of them washington commanders x factor if, if this one's not terry mclaurin you did it wrong flat out if you if, if, if between the contract issue of which, yes, I do think something's going to get worked out there. I have heard they are trending in the right direction. Mm -hmm. Not saying that it's an aggressive trend. It's just it looks better today than it did a couple weeks ago. If there is any animus or he misses real camp, I'm not talking, but I don't care if you miss camp in June. Right. Oh, so you didn't run around in shorts with your buddies? Oh, well. Oh, shucks. But I'm not worried. I'm not worried about Terry McLaurin. I am. I am. And, and I'm going to take 60 seconds to tell you why. I am nervous because I don't know how much he buys Carson Wentz. And the thing about receivers like that, receivers so deep that when you're hot and you have a team leveraged, as he does, you have to go get your money. Mm -hmm. That's what A.J. Brown saw. That's the reason he's a Philadelphia Eagle now. So I think he will force their hand. I just think he's going to force their hand into getting a deal done as opposed to he winds up elsewhere. I've said routinely, I think he is the least likely of all of the angry receivers to end up anywhere else. Mm -hmm. And nothing's changed that. Yeah. My X factor also in the wide receiver room, but it's not Terry McLaurin. It's Curtis Samuel. Curtis Samuel needs to needs to be what we thought he was that last year in Carolina. When he was coached by who? Ron Rivera. No. When he oh, was coached Matt by Matt Rule. No, that's right. Yeah, he's never been that guy with, with Ron Rivera. That's true. I have long said that is the most overrated signing in the history of time. Mm -hmm. Can he be a little gadget guy? Yeah, because that's what Ron's going to use him as. So Curtis, I think Curtis Samuel needs to have a good season this year if Washington hopes to make any kind of a, of noise in the NFC East. He's, he's capable of it. We know he's capable of it. I'm just terribly interested to see how this team is going to come together, gel, if you will. New York Giants. 
Go ahead. It's not Saquon. Oh, it's not? No. Okay. I, because I don't care. <laughs> you all don't right, care. Let's say, all right, let's just in theory say Saquon Barkley looks healthy and he's fine. What is immediately going to happen? Let's just stack the box. I'm not scared of Daniel Jones. Mm-hmm. I could care less. Mm-hmm. I'm not scared of Kenny Galladay because he's constantly hurt. And that's why Kenny Galladay is my X Factor. Okay. Kenny Galladay has to be 60% of what they paid for. Mm-hmm. I hated that contract the second they gave it to him, and it's done nothing but age like a dairy product. You're going to have to at least resemble a one. And I don't know if he can. I, I really don't. Mm-hmm. You got to say, Kenny Galladay got that money based on being with a Detroit Lions team that was behind a lot that had an elite quarterback at the time. So I always kind of felt like he was inflated a little bit of who he was. Well, now you're going to have to be a real boy. Uh, there is, there's no more imitation. There's no more close up magic. There's no more smoke and mirrors. You're in the biggest media market in the country. One of the most popular teams in the country with a quarterback that is probably under the biggest microscope in the country. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to be that guy. Don't know if he can. If he can, then the offense will be better than you think. The defense is going to be, we'll say, a work in progress. Yeah, but Saquon's obviously an obvious answer to the X factor because, you know, without him being great, this team doesn't have much of a chance. I'm going to go with Evan Neal, though. The rookie right tackle, they've made some adjustments on this offensive line. Andrew Thomas was good last year on the left side. I want to see if adding Evan Neal is really the piece that they needed. And they also, uh, who was uh, Mark Glowinski, adding him Which as I, well. And I like that, mm-hmm. that that addition. But retooling, The offensive line's better, yeah, for sure. Yeah, retooling the offensive line was one of the keys of the offseason. And I want to see if, if Evan Neal can be anywhere close to as dominating as he was in the SEC, then... The Giants might have Sunday, and, and maybe Saquon Barkley can average more than 40 yards a game. Do you realize that's, that that was his average last year? Mm-hmm. 45 and a half yards a game, which is pitiful. For a guy who looked coming into, the, the, you know, starting his career, looked like he was going to be the next, you know, I don't want to say Barry Sanders, but he you know what I'm saying. He has immense talent. He's just never really lived up to it. Right. So, Evan Neal. My X factor for the New York Giants in 2022. Now, the Philadelphia Eagles. I feel like this is so ridiculously easy that it almost makes me question, am I right? Okay. It's A.J. Brown. Sure. A.J. Brown has to stay healthy. And you talk about a, a varying range of outcomes. If everything's hunky-dunky in Philadelphia, they're going to win this division. Mm-hmm. If you don't believe me, look at the schedule, look at the Cowboys schedule, and then tell me how you wind up with more victories in Dallas than you have in Philly. Right. Because it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. The defense is vastly improved. I loved the addition of James Bradbury. Mm-hmm. I, I just look at it and go, A.J. Brown is – I think he's the most important non-quarterback in the NFL. If he's the guy he was in Tennessee and can prop up Jalen Hurts the way he propped up Ryan Tannehill, they're not just a they're not just going to win the division. They will be a threat to win a game or two in the playoffs. Hmm. If he's that hurt 
often wide receiver that I saw in Tennessee. Now I'm going to take a step back. Yep. Look, every day's a great day to be a fan of A.J. Brown. But he does get hurt a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go with a new addition for the Philadelphia Eagles and uh, a guy that I liked before he got to Carolina. I liked him in Carolina. And now that he's with the Philadelphia Eagles, Hassan Reddick. He is a guy to me that can tie an entire defense together. I agree with that. He's a motor. He, he's 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 the motor of a defense, or can be the motor of a defense. They need to get after quarterbacks, and I think he's going to add a lot. He's a tremendous player. He's a tremendous player. I I, tem- I would temper expectations. It is a guy that is on his third team in three years. Yes. Very rarely do you say that about guys, and there's not a reason. I'm not saying – I'm not taking a shot at him. I'm, I, I hear that a lot mm-hmm. of how he's going to be this great impact for the Eagles. They didn't impact guys on defense before. It's not like that was a completely barren shelf. I've always liked Josh Sweat and I, like, do, Derek Barnett, who's I think at least eight years younger than I thought he was. <laughs> I thought for sure he was in his 30s. Yeah, he's 25. I, I don't think I've ever seen a number and gone, that's, you're lying to me. <laughs> I might need to see a birth certificate. Right. All right, Hassan Reddick, he's my guy uh, for the for the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, part of me wanted to say Miles Sanders, but man, that's just a hope. That's, <laughs> that's just a hope that he can be good. On the weird scale... There's Vegas, there's Florida, and there's Asheville. Let's get weird, Asheville. Jeremy, you've been a uh, you've been a boss before. I have for a company and uh, a pretty big one as well. Did you guys have uh, you know team building exercises? Were, were oh, you yeah. that kind of a boss that did, or or was that like a was that like a you you had to do that? No like boss a, has ever gone. Yeah, this is a great idea. That's been an initiative. <laughs> you ever heard of the chain of screaming? That's usually where that comes from. The chain of screaming. Somebody above you yells at you, and now you feel the urge to yell at somebody else. We're gonna do a team building exercise. This will be so much fun. <laughs> We had, uh, you know, we used to have uh, mandatory fun days. That's that's what we called them as well. Is that really what this you called them? This is government mandated fun. It's like, you hey, we'll enjoy it. Yeah, we're all going to get together and we're going to do something fun just to, you know, build up the, the team camaraderie. Well, there, there are times that it can go a little too far. Uh, and I've never done this. I've never seen anybody do this other than on television. But especially after this report... I don't know that there's any uh, coming back from this. So apparently this company in Switzerland thought it would be a good idea to have a team building exercise. And they were, uh, you know, doing the whole trust game, I guess. You know how some people do the trust game where you got to fall back and somebody's got to catch you and all of that. Uh, There's no one. uh, Actually, you know what? There are three people on this planet that I would trust to catch me. Uh, Nick Tosius, the uh, G- the executive manager of Fred Anderson Nissan, one right. of the few people I would trust to catch me. Okay, at six five, two hundred sixty pounds, you you better you better not have skipped a whole <laughs> bunch of leg days, or I'm not going <laughs> to trust you to catch me. Right. Uh, well, this uh, this team they they did the uh, the hot coal challenge. 
You, the, the hot coals? You mean they yeah. walked across hot coals? They walked coals? across hot coals. Oh, so dumb. It's, it's, yeah. It's, it's what that is. Yeah, dumb. See, I always saw that and I thought, well, there's the trick to that or something. There's, you know, you got to have somebody who knows what they're doing to overlook, you know, to yeah, oversee there is, the. There is a trick to that. The smart ones of us are sitting back going, I'm not doing that. Well, the uh, team building exercise did not go the boss's way because uh, I'm pretty sure there's going to be a lawsuit on their hands. Uh, 25 people had to be taken to the hospital with severe burns on their feet. I don't know if they, if if they did it wrong. I don't I don't know what the purpose of that is. Like why why do people do this? Uh, it, it beats me. Right, like walking oh, look, on hot coals. It's a, it's a proof of will of, yeah, it hurts, but I made it across. Right. There's the same people that, that post things on social media of, like, it's not about the destination, it's about the journey. Right. Well, the journey was pretty brutal, so I don't really care where it ended up. I mean, was it? are these the slowest people on the planet, or what? Apparently, it was that it was too long, that... It was like a hundred feet and that, I mean, it's supposed to be just like a little, a short little jaunt across the hot coals. Hey, see what I can do. Hey, no, they made it a hundred feet long and yeah, 25 people go into the hospital. Um, I'm going to say this as nicely as I can. Uh, Jason Trump in our YouTube comment said, move quickly. The body takes a moment to feel the heat. That is the, that's, that's the goal. The, yeah. The, well, that's the shtick. Yeah. And I am going to look at you and say, I don't care if it's from here to my car, if it's here to Patton Avenue, or if it's from here to the door. You are no more quick than you are sudden. So I probably, <laughs> I, I'm going to say you should pass no matter what the, the distance is. I would never do that. Weird things happen in Canada, and and over the weekend, something bizarre happened. Mm-hmm. Utility officials in British Columbia they there was an outage of power customers internet landline and cellular customers in in british columbia and they had to investigate what happened well when the power company showed up they said that they saw an aspen tree had fallen on the hydro lines okay hydro means water so i water and power are two things that you should never mix but because Canada. maybe it's the electricity coming from a dam i don't no clue but funny you said damn <laughs> as they investigated they discovered the problem there was a beaver that had made uh, a num nums of the power and mr beaver it, it didn't go so well for him because because mr beaver bit on something that that he shouldn't and Mr. Beaver has is no longer with us. Right. He has passed on. Yeah. He I, is ex Beaver. Well, I'm I'm looking at this power grid going, you, you know, I thought that beavers ate trees. That's that's how they function. Mm-hmm. It doesn't look like a tree. Look like you ain't got a tree I've ever seen. But Canada had a great big power outage. Thanks to a beaver. Wonderful. It's like the, what was it, a squirrel that caused the big blackout in New York City several years ago? Uh, and I'm going to throw, just if you know me and you know what my favorite television show of all time is, you know that I have told this story <laughs> without singing a song of any kind, or if the first one to Aww. comment it, you win. 
Dose, right? Uh, correct. Dose. Uh, How I Met Your Mother. Greatest yeah. show of all time. It is. It is phenomenal. Robin Sparkles? Was that <laughs> and, her name? And Kevin Vick. Uh, already. <laughs> Who's shocked that Kevin Vick got that right? No one. No one is shocked. We're talking 2022 X Factors for the NFL season each and every team. Let's talk about the NFC North. We're doing non-quarterbacks, so it can't be, oh, Justin Fields has to be great this year. Who is an X Factor for the god-awful Chicago Bears? Um, the, the snow miser. Maybe, maybe, maybe he can snow out some of their games because that's the only way they're not going to be elemento terrible. I was going to say, like, Tevin Jenkins? Jack Frost. Uh, anybody that can bring snow. Uh, X Factor for Chicago. I, I'm going to say Robert Quinn, but it's totally disingenuous because I think he's an X Factor. He's sitting out camp. He's away from the team, and I'm not 100% sure he's going to be on this team. Oh, you think there are some little grumblings that he may not love the things that have gone on. And that may be why he's away from the team. Well, who's shocked? I don't care what happens. I don't care if Darnell Mooney turns into Jerry Rice. This team is still <laughs> terrible. So there's just not one that's going. Right. All right. So, all right. Let's say Byron Pringle stops doing donuts in parking lots. Okay. So now you're four and 13 instead of two and 15. Well, whoopie do. <laughs> it's not going to be a good season for the Chicago Bears. How about the Detroit Lions? Theirs was easy to me, too, and it's, I, I think it's going to catch people off guard. Okay. It's Jameson Williams. Okay. I would love to know how many games he's going to play. I have never been more sure a team's offense is better than you think it is than I am with the Detroit Lions. That is going to be the most obnoxious team in the NFL to play. That's not great. People treat Jared Goff like he's Tua Tungavailoa. Oh man, this has not been a, this has it. not been a good week for Tua Jeez. on this show. He's gotten more shade on this show this week than any tree in Buncombe County is giving anything. <laughs> I still believe in you, Tua. Yeah, I don't. I, I I believe in gas station hot dogs more than I trust uh, to a tug about mm -hmm. this. I mean, this will be a very multiple offense this year if everybody stays healthy. They've got a. They've got a. Do we call it a good offensive line? Is that a good offensive line? Oh yeah, I think it's top ten offensive line in the league. Okay, so good offensive line. You obviously have Swift at the running back position, and you've got three wide receivers that, if they're all healthy. And doing their thing, it's going to be, I don't want to say easy for Jared Goff, but it could be the best wide receiver core he's ever had. Oh, it's, there's no doubt it's the best wide receiver core he's ever had. I just want you to, it, it, and anytime you feel like you're, you have no hope in the NFL, I want you to look at the receiving core of the Detroit Lions. Look at what, what it was two years ago. Now realize you have DJ Chark, Jameson Williams, and Amonra St. Brown. Mm -hmm. With TJ Hawkinson, yeah. Life comes at you fast. Yep. All right, let's talk about the Minnesota Vikings. It's Zadarius Smith. Somebody has to be the consistent getting after the quarterback. Can Daniil Hunter be good standing up? Maybe. Mm -hmm. I'm possibly. 
range outcomes where he is. There's also a range outcomes where he can't play in space and this doesn't go well. So somebody's going to have to be the consistent. Because I'm not really worried about that offense. The offense is going to be what it is. You just went from Mike Zimmer, who was absolutely offensively inept, to Kevin O'Connell. Yep, that's a step up. Mm-hmm. Offense is fine. Can you stop anybody? And I think Zadarius Smith is the one that can control that the most. They don't okay. have any corner that I feel great about. Yep. Uh, I'm going to go with Harrison Phillips. I know that's a little off the wall. That, that is that is very deep diving. But Minnesota has struggled for years at stopping the run. And he was the guy that they went out and got from the Buffalo Bills to say, okay, now this problem is taken care of. They also drafted Asazia Tomuo, so he will add something to the run-stopping ability as well. Dalvin Tomlinson, I think we all know what he is. He's a he's a pretty good run-stuffer. But I think it's going to come down to uh, Harrison Phillips. If he has a, great, a, a really good season this year, then that may not be the fatal flaw for the Minnesota Vikings as it has been in years past. The Green Bay Packers, non-quarterback X-factor. It's Christian Watson, right? I don't agree with you. Really? There's no range of outcomes where he becomes a good route runner in a year. Somebody's got to step up and be that number one. And I don't disagree with you. And trusting Sammy Watkins is dumb to dumb, dumb to dumb, dumb. So I'm going to say Alan Lazard. Okay. He's the one I've seen be a top 32 receiver for games. Mm -hmm. Not saying he's done it regularly. But could he be the consistent receiver that allows Sammy to have his big games Christian Watson to learn on the fly. They generate touches to him the the Debo Samuel way. Absolutely. And he's going to have to. He's going to mm-hmm. have to be the consistent. I was really hoping that the Packers were going to go out and get somebody else to add to that wide receiver room. I guess they could they still could. But it doesn't look, look like it. it. It doesn't look it doesn't look like that's going to happen. Uh somebody has to step up though to uh to give Aaron Rodgers the ability to uh, get his third MVP in a row. You're in the sportocracy here on ESPN Asheville, and Jeremy and I have been getting healthier with the PhD weight loss program. They have helped me lose over 70 pounds. I am still awestruck at the fact that I can get on a scale and it is below 225 pounds. It's the first time in my adult life. 80% of losing uh, fat weight is all about nutrition. And that's what PhD is there for. They give you 80% of the food that you need to have success on the program. And it's pretty easy to follow the program. From October to now, I'm down 40 pounds. I'm back to my high school weight. And I'm doing something that I used to make fun of people for. I'm walking golf courses. I never understood why somebody would do that in their free time. If you can drive, why would you walk? Well, now I'm in a shape where I can, and it's all thanks to the program and food of PhD Weight Loss. I did my first 5K uh, just a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I've already signed up. I'm doing the uh, Asheville 4th of July 5K as well. I couldn't do it without PhD Weight Loss. Go to myphdweightloss.com. PhD Weight Loss, the official weight loss program of the Clemson Tigers and their fans. It's time for something to chew on with a good friend, Caleb Pete. Brought to you by Angles Supermarkets. Steph Curry was 0 for 9 last night for the three-point range. I counted at least four three-point shots where he was wide open. He just missed. It happens. I mean, he's the greatest shooter God has ever created. I've never seen any child everybody can shoot in basketball like him. He's entitled. It happens, okay? What the hell you mean, figure them out? 
one game because he missed. All of a sudden, they figured him out. That is just idiotic. Thankfully, mercifully, this series and these NBA playoffs are almost over. This is Chew on That, brought to you by Ingalls Markets. Low prices, love the savings. I'm Caleb Peak, and what we saw last night in Game 5 of the Finals was a Golden State Warriors squad that was at its most vulnerable. The three-and-a-half-year-old streak is snapped for Steph Curry, one that saw the greatest shooter in the 75-year history of the association drain at least one three-pointer over 233 consecutive games. He'd knocked down at least one three in 132 straight playoff games. Last night, Steph finished 0 for 9 from downtown, dropping in 16 points with 8 assists. And at the top of the segment, you rightfully heard Stephen A. Smith come rushing to Curry's defense. Steph's awful, terrible, no-good shooting night was an anomaly. If you're the Boston Celtics, you pray that Curry has this kind of performance in a pivotal Game 5 on his home floor with the series headed back to Beantown on Thursday. Well, he did. And Boston did absolutely nothing with it, which was the most unsurprising development of the series so far. I mean, let's take a look at the facts. The Celtics made short work of the self-imploding Nets with a four-game sweep in the first round, but then it took them a full seven games to get past the single-star Bucks in round two. And it took them another seven games to knock out the hobbled and limping Miami Heat, who post-game one were much more inspired offensively by Victor Oladipo than their resident Pitbull and Jimmy Butler. Let's be honest, a 41-point performance in the opening game doesn't mean much if you ultimately lose the series anyway. And even then, that series alternated double-digit blowouts in an embarrassing game of who's going to play basketball tonight. So here we are in Game 5. Steph Curry goes over, misses a free throw on top of that. Draymond Green looks better, but still far away from the Draymond the Dubs re-signed for four years and $100 million. And Boston had hit eight straight threes after starting the game over 12 from beyond the arc to take the lead midway through the third. What happened next honestly looked like self-sabotage. The seas are rolling out of the half, and Ime Udoka's message to his men had been, play your game and stop complaining to the stripes when a call doesn't go your way. What does Marcus Smart do? He brings a technical on himself for barking at the officials. What does he do roughly one second later? He gets called for a frustration-induced offensive foul. Back-to-back gifted possessions. Back-to-back gifted opportunities for the Warriors. Later in the quarter, a steal by the Warriors turns into a two-on-one fast break going back the other way. Curry calls for a pass near the corner, but instead of taking it hard to the rack for an easy two, he stops to try and save his streak with a three. Marcus Smart closes the gap, and the Warriors have to reset. They end up coming away with nothing, but on the very next Celtics possession, what happens? Another strip and steal by the Warriors. Dead possession after dead possession severely limited what resulted in a 35-point quarter for Boston, and what could have been an 8-10 point lead for the Celtics headed into the fourth became a 75-74 deficit as Jordan Poole banked in a half-court heave to beat the buzzer. While Steph struggled, Andrew Wiggins played like a star off the bench with his 26-point double-double, while Thompson and Poole shone almost as brightly. 
But on the Boston side, 18 turnovers kept the franchise players out of the mix. 27 points and 10 rebounds for Jason Tatum, and it still felt like he got out-muscled all night long. Marcus Smart is one of the only players I can think of that has the ability to score 20 points and still be a liability. Jalen Brown went 5 of 18 and missed all five of his threes. On a night when the door was wide open to steal a win and snag the series' momentum headed back east, Boston spent the game complaining instead of competing. And Andrew Wiggins got sick of still being branded as an afterthought. Let's just be honest with ourselves. These entire NBA playoffs have been a case study not in glory, but in failure. We've seen what was billed as a superpower team in Brooklyn get swept off the hardwood like broken glass. We've seen the back-to-back MVP of the league watch his team get dismantled in five games. And on a night when the NBA's most reliable superstar faltered for the first time since 2018, ending three record-setting streaks in the process, nobody on the other side, with the exception of Jason Tatum, was anywhere to be found. Listen, this is a far cry from the legend that came out of the flu game. This isn't even close to LeBron's Cavs erasing a 3-1 deficit in 2016. This year, the NBA Finals won't be won by the team who showed the most promise and the most prowess, but rather by the squad that proves to be the least embarrassing. And you can bet Steph Curry won't embarrass himself like that again. Dubs in seven. I'm Caleb Peek. That's something to chew on. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I am Clarissa Marshall with eXp Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. All right, wrapping up the 2022 non-quarterback X factors for the 2022 NFL season here in the sportsocracy. NFC West time, Seattle Seahawks. Daryl Taylor, you better be able to get to a quarterback. And they have a slew of guys that can, in theory, somebody's going to have to. Even then, you go from, let's say they're tremendous rushing the passer. Mm-hmm. Oh, you win five games. Because you have Drew Locke and Geno Smith playing quarterback. <laughs> Geno Smith apparently has the upper hand on the uh, starting quarterback position there. You've You've seen that happen before. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to go with Ken Walker. I think he needs to be the X factor. I know everybody's, uh, or, or a lot of people are high on Rashad Penny, but. You shouldn't be. Come on. We've, we've played this game. Unfortunately, Don't fall for it again. Unfortunately, Chris Carson may have to uh, retire, and Ken Walker, here's your job. The Arizona Cardinals X factor has to be the guy that they traded for, Marquise Hollywood. Brown. Uh, I'm in the same vein as you, just a different name. Okay. I'm going to go Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz needs to be a high-level tight end. Mm-hmm. I know what Hollywood is. He's a deep threat. He's not going to be the dynamic playmaker. Yeah, he'll beat you over the top. He's not going to be that 15 yards kind of guy. This is mm-hmm. not who he is. Yep. So I, I'll go Zach Ertz. Yep. Kyler Murray hooking up with his uh, Oklahoma Sooner teammate, Marquise Brown. 
Um, and Kyler Murray, very accurate down the field. So that could that that could be the unsung pickup of the offseason. The San Francisco 49ers, X Factor. I'm gonna say Javon Kinlaw. Really? I okay. believed so much in him, and he was horrible. Horrible last year. Oh, he doesn't come at me on Twitter. Mm-hmm. He seems to like to do that. Uh if he can be fifty percent of what I thought he would be. That defense is going to be terrifying in the front seven. Yep. I'm going to go with uh, Brandon Ayuk. I wanna... That was the runner-up for me. Yeah, Brandon Ayuk, we know we know Debo's crazy good. We know George Kittle's going to be on it. I want to know what the uh, relationship's going to be like between Trey Lance and that third option on this offense. And then that brings us to the defending Super Bowl champions, the Los Angeles Rams, X-Factor must be who it's the only one where i picked a guy that's not actually on the team Odell beckham jr okay i look i like van jefferson as a part-time player mm-hmm. to do what you want to do you need the guy that can play that robert woods role odell beckham jr did it tremendously it's not exactly what Allen robinson is i think you need the three to repeat the end of last season we saw the return of Cam Akers, and I think the, the the signs are that he has all the makings of a star running back in this league. I want to see what he can do. I think he's the X factor for the L.A. Rams this season. You're in the Sportsocracy. We will be back with you tomorrow right here at 3 on ESPN Asheville. You can always uh, get us on demand on the iHeartRadio app. Don't forget to go to sportsocracy.com so you can see us on YouTube now as well.